Shalom. As we continue our discussion of Shemitah's inner message, let's remind ourselves of what we saw in last class. We noted that there is a concept called Tosefet Shvi'it, an idea that even prior to the onset of the Shemitah year itself, during the end of the sixth year and into the eighth year, certain halachot of Shemitah apply. This concept of Tosefet Shvi'it, adding on to Shvi'it itself, is both a lesson in the importance of Hachana, the importance of spiritual preparation in advance of a unique spiritual experience, but at the same time, it also has tremendous ramifications for numerous ideas related to Shemitah and Shabbat in general as well. In order to remind ourselves, let's review a little bit. We pointed out that in Parshat Mishpatim, there is a description of many mitzvot prior to the Chet HaEgel, prior to the sin of the golden calf. In, in Shmot Perek Lamedalit, Parshat Kitisa, it would seem that all of these mitzvot are repeated, other than one. Instead of discussing Shemitah alongside the Shabbat and the other holidays, only Shabbat seems to be mentioned. It says, Sheshit Yamim Tavod, Uvayom Tishpot, Becharish Uvekatsir Tishpot. The commentaries discuss why is it that these two malachot, Becharish Uvekatsir Tishpot, were singled out in a pasuk that at first glance is only speaking about Shabbat. After all, the pasuk means Sheshet Yamim Tavod, for six days you work, Uvayom Tishpot, and on the seventh day you rest, Becharish Uvekatsir Tishpot. You rest with your plowing and with your harvesting. A number of commentaries we saw last class understood very simply these malachot were chosen because of their significance. Harisha plowing in advance of the planting season is necessary because even if there are a tremendous amount of rains, if you don't prepare in advance, you'll have nothing to plant. Harvesting, on the other hand, is essential because even if you have the greatest crops in the world, if you don't harvest them at the right time, they'll be destroyed and all your work will be for naught. And therefore, if the Torah went out of its way to specify that these two malachot are forbidden, it essentially was an indication that all malachot and Shabbat are forbidden. This is one understanding of the Pasuk, an understanding that sees this verse as specifically and only referring to Shabbat. However, Rabbi Akiva is of a different opinion. Rabbi Akiva understands that Harisha and Ksira were singled out because the end of this verse is not speaking about Shabbat Bereshit at all. It's not speaking about the Shabbat that happens every week, but rather about a completely different Shabbat. Shabbat Ha'aretz, the description of Shemitah that the Torah gives in Parshat Bahar, Shemitah is not just the Shemitah year, but rather it's a year of Shabbat Ha'aretz. And here the Torah goes out of its way to tell you, during the Shemitah year, Becharish uvekatsir tishpot. Shabbat Ha'aretz is experienced through resting from plowing and resting from harvesting. However, the resting from plowing and harvesting, and the reason to choose these specific examples is now much more readily understood. Plowing is something that you do in advance of the planting. And therefore, if the Torah goes out of its way to tell us you rest from planting, it essentially is telling us you rest in advance of the planting. You don't plant immediately. You don't only restrict yourself from planting in the Shemitah year, but you don't plow in advance of the Shemitah year. This is a concept called Tosefet Shvi'it. Even at the end of the sixth year, you don't plow if the purpose of the plowing will be only for the seventh. This is Rabbi Akiva's understanding of the mitzvah of Tosefet Shvi'it. 
Rabbi Yishmael, the Gemara tells us in Moikatan, Tafkim, on the Bet, as well as in Mesech, Rosh Hashanah, Rabbi Yishmael takes issue with Rabbi Kiva's understanding. He explains the verse, Kipshuto, and its simple understanding, it's referring to Shabbat and only Shabbat. If so, why specify these two malachot, Charisha and Ksira? Rabbi Yishmael explains that both Charisha and Ksira, the Pasuk wants to compare them. Just like Charisha plowing is forbidden at all points, but only because there is never a mitzvah to perform with Charisha. There's never a case where actual plowing of something is a mitzvah. Ksira, on the other hand, harvesting is also something that will only be prohibited when it is like Harisha, when it is done, not for the purpose of a mitzvah. But there is a mitzvah of Ksira. One point of the year, there's a mitzvah of Ksirat HaOmer, of, of harvesting the Omer, an Omer worth of barley, in order to bring as a carbon on the second day of Pesach. That mitzvah, if the only time it can be done is on Shabbat, then Ksirat HaOmer is Doche Shabbat. Ksirat HaOmer can be done even on Shabbat. That is how Rabbi Shmuel explains the puzzle, only referring to Shabbat. With this understanding, we essentially have two disputes between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Akiva, on the one hand, understands the pasuk is teaching us this mitzvah of Tosefet Shvi'it, of adding on to Shvi'it, while Rabbi Shmuel understands the whole pasuk referring to Shabbat. And therefore, we must ask, does Rabbi Shmuel reject the whole concept of Tosefet Shvi'it? Secondly, on the other hand, does Rabbi Yishmael also go further and reject any concept of Tosefet to a mitzvah altogether? After all, we know that there are two times in the Torah, the Torah tells us that it is prohibited to add on to mitzvah. What's known usually as Baal Tosef. Baal Tosef, one cannot add on to mitzvot. Baal Tigra, one cannot subtract from mitzvot. As much as someone might be of the opinion that his lulav, etrog, hadasim, and aravot, what we call the dalad minim, the four species, could be added to and could be improved by adding on a fifth species, one is not allowed to do so. At the same time, one cannot subtract and one cannot erase one of the species and say, three is good enough for me. In general, we don't add on to mitzvot. And therefore, at first glance, the concept of any type of tosefet, any type of addition to a mitzvah, seems to be a little bit difficult to swallow. With this in mind, one could readily understand why Rabbi Yishmael might reject the whole concept of Tosefet. This idea could be further addressed when we understand that Rabbi Akiva himself, according to the Gemara Rosh Hashanah, uses this Pasuk, that there is a mitzvah of Tosefet Shvi'id as the source for Mosifin Michal HaKodesh in general. He uses it as the source that in other areas as well, we add Michal HaKodesh. We can take Tosefet, the concept of Tosefet Shabbat, Tosefet Yom HaKippurim, the idea of starting Shabbat early, ending Shabbat late, similar with Yom Kippur. According to Rabbi Akiva, the source of all of them is Tosefet Shvi'it. The source of all of them is this Pasuk, Becharish Uvekatsir Tishpot. One can add on to Kiddush. Therefore, first glance, we would readily entertain that Rabbi Shmuel rejects this entire concept. How could you add on to mitzvot? How could you add on to Shemitah? How could you add on to Shabbat? However, the Gemara tells us that both of these concepts, Rabbi Shmuel essentially agrees to. When it comes to Tosefet Shvi'id, Rabbi Shmuel agrees there is a concept of Tosefet Shvi'id. One does 
have prohibitions on plowing certain things prior to Shvit. However, he understands that the source is a halach l'moshmisina. The source is an orally transmitted law, not based upon the pasuk. Marin Moikatan goes even further and points out that Rabbi Yishmael says that this whole halach of Tosefet Shvi'i is really only applicable bisman shebeit Mikdash hayakayam. The whole mitzvah of Tosefet Shvi'i is limited in time to when the Beit HaMikdash is around. When the Beit HaMikdash is no longer around, the mitzvah of Tosefet Shvi'i is no longer applicable. Gemara continues that despite that, even after the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, still the laws of Tosefet Shvi'i were still followed, until it came time to Rabbi Gamliel Beitino, Rabbi Gamliel with his Beitin, seeing the difficulties involved and the fact that it was no longer obligatory, Rabbi Gamliel Beitino obliterated the need to be nohek, the basic dinam of Tosefet Shvi'i. The next lesson, we'll understand the practical applications of Tosefet Shvi'i, what still applies, and what is the nature of the halachot. However, for our purposes now, the fact is, Rabbi Shmuel does not reject Rabbi Akiva's understanding of Tosefet Shvi'it as much as he rejects Rabbi Akiva's source. When it comes to Tosefet Shabbat, the Gemara Nosh Hashanah tells us that Rabbi Shmuel also agrees to the concept of Tosefet Shabbat. But again, because he has a different understanding of the verse, Becharishu Katsir Tishpot, he's required to find another source for Tosefet Shabbat. His source is from Yom HaKippur. Regarding Yom HaKippur, the Torah tells us, that although Yom Kippur is on the tenth day of the month of Tishrei, v'initem et nafshotechem b'tish'ah l'chodesh ba'er. The Torah tells us that the inuit, the affliction, which one is going to afflict himself for, through the afflictions which are forbidden, the five afflictions of eating, drinking, <coughs> wearing leather, washing one's body, and having marital relations, those five inuyim, those five afflictions which are prohibited, begin Batisha Lachodesh Ba'erv, on the night of the ninth day. And the Gemara asks, Rabbi Shmuel says, why mention Batisha Lachodesh Ba'erv? Evidently, it comes to teach us, Mikan L'mosifin Mechala Lachodesh. This, Rabbi Shmuel says, is my source that you add on from the weekday into the holy day. Although Yom Kippur is the holy day, we start the day of Yom Kippur, we start these afflictions even prior to Yom Kippur on the ninth day. And he continues that the continuation of the verse is, Tishbitu Shabbatchem, that your Shabbat should be like this as well. This is a source that not only for Yom Kippur, but for all Shabbatot, for all Yamin Tovim, says Rabbi Shmuel, one adds Michol Alakotim. Therefore, at the end of the day, both Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shmuel accept the concept of Tosefet Shvi'i, and both Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shmuel accept the concept of Tosefet Shabbat, Tosefet Yamin Tovim. The question is, what is the nature of this halacha? Isn't it prohibited to add on to mitzvot? Bal tosif, bal tigra? At first glance, it's not such a difficult question. We know that there's a very logical reason why it might be prohibited to add on to mitzvot, to subtract from mitzvot. The addition to a mitzvot of the subtraction is essentially an indication where man comes and says, I know better than God. God made the mitzvah in this way. God made the mitzvah with four species. I think three is plenty. I think five are necessary. That is certainly an addition or a subtraction to a mitzvah which represents an affront to God. When it comes to Tosefet, a mitzvah of Tosefet, what essentially is happening is God is giving us an opportunity to expand the mitzvah. Not to expand the nature of the mitzvah, but to expand the time in which the mitzvah is applicable. 
Tosefet Shvit says, don't restrict Shemitah to only the seventh year. There are certain halachot of Shemitah which can even be applied even in advance. Simultaneously, Shabbat, don't wait till the clock strikes 12 and Shabbat begins. Start Shabbat a little bit earlier. End Shabbat a little bit later. This idea of Tosefet is not an affront to God, but it's essentially a desire to add on to the beauty of Shabbat, to the beauty of Shemitah, to the beauty of Yom Tov. With this in mind, it's interesting to note that Rabbi Akiva views the Pasuk, Becharishu Katsir Tishbot, not only as an indication of the mitzvah of Tosefet Shvi'it, but additionally as the source for all mitzvot Tosefet, the source for Tosefet Shabbat as well. With our understanding that Shemitah is Shabbat Ha'aretz, is Shabbat of the land, things seem to make even more sense. There is an internal connection between the nature of Shabbat of the week and the nature of Shabbat Ha'aretz. Both of them have a concept of Tosefet. In a moment, we'll know that at first glance these are two completely different mitzvot of Tosefet. Tosefet Shvi'it involves prohibitory activity before Shvi'it, plowing that cannot be done on the six, at the end of the sixth year if it will benefit the seventh year. Tosefet Shabbat is very different. Tosefet Shabbat is essentially starting Shabbat early, attempting to gain a connection to the Kedusha of Shabbat even prior to its arrival. Can there be any connection between these two Tosafot? Is there any room to learn them from the same source? Or is there any room to even see some common bond between them? What's interesting to note is that at a couple of moments, a couple of points, some of the commentaries connect the two Allahot of Tosefet Shvid and Tosefet Shabbat even to derive from their connection various halachot. For instance, how early can one start Tosefet Shabbat? Can one start Shabbat on Friday morning if they want? So, the more common understanding, more common accepted opinion quoted in the Dark Moshe of the Ramah in Simen Reis Samach Aleph is that one can accept Shabbat from the time of Plag HaMincha. From 10 and a quarter hours into the day. Sorry, ten and three quarter hours into the day. However, the Darkei Moshe then quotes the opinion of the Ma'arach or Zarua. The Ma'arach or Zarua says that one can start Shabbat from two hours before the arrival of Shabbat. Why? Because a day is twelve hours. And therefore, one twelfth, one twelfth of the day would be two hours before him. There are twelve months in the year. 30 days prior to Shvi'it is the halacha, the oraita of Tosefet Shvi'it. That we add on an extra month where a person cannot plow all the way during the sixth year. Just as, reasons the Marach or Zarul, one-twelfth of the year is the time for Tosefet Shvi'it, so to one-twelfth of the day, two hours out of the 24-hour day should be set aside for Tosefet Shvi'it. This idea of the Darkei Moshe reiterates the point that Shabbat Ha'aretz and Shabbat Reishit are eternally connected and Tosefet Shabbat and Tosefet Shvi'it are related as well. The question is, what is the nature of this Tosefet? Tosot and Moed Katan, points out that the Gemara entertains the possibility, that if a person would violate this additional time of Tosefet Shvi'it, they would receive lashes, just as if they violated Shvi'it itself. Yes, Tosafot. How could that be? After all, Tosefet Shvi, we only know 
from the source of the Harishu Katsir Tishbok, this additional Pasuk, which is not formulated as a negative commandment, and therefore should not carry with it a punishment of lef. Those would explain, Ditzarich Tosefet Shashvi'it Matchelet Mishana Shishi. Din Shvi'it Shishi. Tosot explains that at least the initial understanding of the Gemara is that Tosefet Shvi'it is not merely an additional mitzvah of adding on to the day of Shvi'it, but it is an indication that the seventh year actually starts in the end of the sixth year. Tosefet Shvi'it is a transformation of the day, a transformation of the time of Tosefet Shvi'it. This is one of the basic questions regarding Tosefet Shabbat as well. When we start Shabbat early, are we starting Shabbat or are we merely actual acting as in line with the halacha related to Shabbat? Gemara tells us in Brachot, Rav Tzali Shel Shabbat Be'eros Shabbat. Rav Davin the Tefillah Shabbat prior to Shabbat. How did he do so? Seemingly, he started Shabbat early. Same way the Gemara tells us one can make Kiddush even prior to the arrival of nightfall. Even though it's only the sixth day of the week. Why? Tosefet Shabbat. The common understanding of Tosefet Shabbat is that when one adds on to Shabbat, one does one of two things. Either they actually extend the Kiddush of Shabbat to the sixth day, and therefore, understandably, one can daven the Tvila of Shabbat, one can make Kiddush, or that if one doesn't go so far, one at least is able to achieve a certain element of Kiddush of Shabbat during the sixth day of the week as well. The idea of actually achieving sanctity on the sixth day of the week, even prior to Shabbat, is explained beautifully by the Balatur. The Balatur notes that sometimes in the Torah, the Torah says, Shabbat Kodesh. And at other times, it speaks of Kiddusha Kodesh before the mention of Shabbat. Explains the Balatur, to a certain degree, one requires the arrival of Shabbat in order for Kiddusha. That is Shabbat Kodesh. However, at other times the Torah tells us that there can be Kedusha before Shabbat. One can, through the mitzvah of Tosef and Shabbat, achieve an element of Kedusha as well. If this is true, so for us to understand the nature of Tosef and Shvi'it, for us to be able to prepare adequately in advance for the mitzvah of Shemitah that come upon us <coughs> during Rosh Hashanah and the rest of the seventh year, we have to understand a little bit of what the nature of Tosef is all about. Why would someone add on to Shabbat? Why would someone add on to Shvi'it? One of the most basic understandings is explained very nicely by the Bnei Yisosfer. Bnei Yisosfer and Mamarei Shabbatot Mamar Bet says as follows, V'nei gam anachnu ama kodesh, v'asiyatinu ha-mitzvot ba'ahava v'chiba yitera, hinei ha-yitaron hu ha-tosefet. How do we show that we actually love performing mitzvot? How do we show that we actually enjoy what we're doing? If we wait until a mitzvah is incumbent upon us, one cannot show any desire. But if we add to a mitzvah, if we take the time in advance, by performing a mitzvah with Tosef, by adding on to it, we show how much we love the mitzvot, how much we love God's Torah, and how the mitzvah is not viewed as a burden, something that we want to do even in advance. And he quotes this idea from the Ariya Kadosh. This idea might be expressed in a Pasuk in Tehillim, Perak Ayin Aleph, Pasuk Yudalit, Va'ani tamid ayachel, v'hosafti al kol I'm always longing for you, 
Kodesh Baruch And therefore, I add on to all your praise. This is the basic idea behind Tosefet, the practical element. It expresses our desire for more. It shows our connection to spirituality. And especially when trying to take over a time that is not sacred by connecting it to a sacred time, such as Shabbat or Shvi. However, seemingly the idea goes even further. The difficulty with adding on to Shabbat, with adding on to Shabbat Haaretz, is far more difficult than the concept of adding on to other mitzvot. After all, we know that Shabbat Bereshit is the seventh day of the week. The seventh day of the week is rooted in stone. It's part of the natural happening of the world. There are seven days, and therefore the seventh day starts when the seventh day starts. How could we ever start it earlier? This is what we expressed in an earlier class. Shabbat is Kfiyah V'Kaimah. Shabbat is set in stone. Shemitah, Shabbat HaAretz, the seventh year as well. This is a year which is set in stone. When Rosh Hashanah starts, Shemitah starts. How could we ever add on to a day, a time, which is set in stone? However, the Bnei Yisachar, in a later piece, goes one step further. And he says, this is the depth of understanding of what Tosefet is all about. He compares it to walking in the ways of God. Just like Hashem Himself rested on the seventh day and created the sanctuary in time. The Torah when describing Shabbat says The Jewish people not only safeguard the Shabbat, the Shabbat in time, which is the seventh day, which comes upon us, whether we're ready or not, which requires preparation in advance, but, we actually are partners with God in creating Shabbat. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, by providing us the midst of Tosefet Shabbat, to a certain degree gave man control over time. We can extend that Kiddush of Shabbat. The same way that God created that Kiddush on the seventh day, He put it in our hands, He gave us the key, the ticket, to extend that Kiddusha into the sixth and extend that Kiddusha into the seventh day as well. This idea is expressed as well in the Orachayim HaKadosh on the Torah. He explains the idea of La'asot et HaShabbat. Od Yirzeh Bo'amro La'asot et HaShabbat Kima Hashem Osif Mechola HaKodesh Yaskim Hashem Lekroto Shabbat. When we add on, when we extend the day of Shabbat, the day, the period of Shvi'it, of Shemitah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu agrees with us. He gives us that nad, kivayocho. And by doing so, it means that we've created a part of Shabbat. We've taken unholy time and made it into actual holiness. This idea of our creating holiness in time, our ability to control the holiness in the time that we live with, might be furthered by the Sfat Amen. The Sfat Amen explains that there's something special about Tosefet Shabbat which doesn't apply with Shabbat itself. Shabbat itself is a Kedusha generated by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's a Kedusha which is so beyond us that we could try to connect to it, we could try to relate to this period of Me'en Olam Abba, of getting close to what the ultimate world is all about. However, there's something that is always going to be missing. On the other hand, Tosefet, the time that we add Me'cholal HaKodesh, since we generated that Kedusha, we can live it to its fullest. We can impart to that time all of what we are understanding of Kedusha allows for. The Chafetz Chaim in his commentary on the Torah in Bereshit goes one step further. He says that the six days of the week are six days where a man is cursed to have to work 
Shabbat, on the other hand, Vayivarich. HaKadosh Baruch Hu blessed the Shabbat. He imparted with a special element of Kedusha. Says the Chafetz Chaim, by extending Shabbat into the week, we essentially extend that period of blessing into the week, which is supposed to be a week of work and toil. Tosefet, therefore, is an avid indication of our desire to extend bracha, to extend blessing, to extend Kedusha, to extend holiness into our very existence. For the same reason, this idea of Tosefet cannot be restricted to Shabbat, Tosefet Shabbat, and not even restricted to Tosefet Shvi. These mitzvot essentially indicate that when it comes to Kedusha, one must try to extend Kedusha in their life in every moment. The Shem Mishmur, in Shnat Tafresh Peibet, points out that there's an ill element of Tosefet Shabbat in a relationship to Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel as a whole. V'nei Eretz Yisrael hi Shabbat shokol The same way that we have a Shabbat of the week, that special sanctity in time, we also have a sanctified place, and that is Eretz Yisrael, what he compares to the Shabbat of the land. It says, the same way that we extend the Kedusha of Shabbat, we want to extend the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. Kit patshtut ha-Kedusha, af kein Eretz Yisrael yesh banami inyan tosefet. We can extend the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. The Torah tells us about this concept, which is repeated in Sefer Yoshua, Koma koma shetidrof, tidroch kafrag lechem, bo lachem Wherever you go and spread out, wherever you put your hand, you can extend the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. However, there is a very important restriction here. Gemara tells us that areas that David HaMelech conquered, Aram Sova, what's known as Surya, is only defined as Kibush Yochi. Tosud explains that the reason for this is because before you came and conquered Palpin Shomelech, before you came to Yerushalayim, you extended and you brought Kedusha to all the alleyways of Eretz Yisrael itself, beforehand you cannot hope to extend that Kedusha to other places. First, we have to focus on the Kedusha itself. But once we focus on the Kedusha and we understand what it's all about, we bring Kedusha to Eretz Yisrael, we're able to extend that Kedusha to other places. The more we understand about Kedusha Shabbat, the more we can extend that Kedusha into the sixth day, and then hopefully through the rest of the week as well. If so, Tosefet Shvi'i, which is essentially an extension of the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, during not only the seventh year, but during the sixth year as well, an extension of Kedusha both in time and place, is a very fitting source for the concept of Tosefet Kedusha everywhere. Rabbi Akiva's learning of the Pasuk, Becharisha Vakatsir Tishbot, is a beautiful source. What better place to teach us about extending Kedusha into your life? It's an extension of Kedusha into one's time and an extension of Kedusha into one's place. With this in mind, it's important to note that with all the connections between Tosefet Shvid and Tosefet Shabbat, there are still severe differences between them. This idea is expressed by the Chatam Sofer, Rosh Hashanah Daftet. Chatam Sofer points out that in essence, there's a big difference between the two. Tosefet Shvi'i, at first glance, is only an extension of time where one is not permitted to perform certain malachot in advance of the Shemitah year or after the Shemitah year. This means that one cannot plow, plow on the sixth year if it will only be beneficial for the seventh year. That itself is not prohibited when it comes to Shabbat. One is allowed to perform a malacha on Erev Shabbat as long as he finishes his personal involvement in the malacha. So long 
as he will not be doing malacha on Shabbat, even if that malacha itself would continue on Shabbat itself. Explains the Chatam Sofer. Why is there a difference between Tosefet Shvi'id, where one can't do a malacha in advance of Shvi'id, even if he finishes his involvement, as long as there will be a benefit for Shvi'id? He says the reason for the distinction is because Shabbat Fliya Bishvita Baguf. Shabbat of the week requires that one rest his body. As long as he is resting, as long as he finishes involvement in the Malacha on Arab Shabbat, he has nothing to worry about. The Malach itself can continue on Shabbat. However, Shvi'id is different. Shvi'id is Shabbat Ha'aretz. Ukeshayachrosh Erev Shvi'id. Harayin Ha'aretz Shovetit B'Shvi'id. When a person rests on Erev Shvi'id, that is not enough. He has to ensure that the Aretz itself is resting. This is not only a Shabbat of mankind, a Shabbat of the Jew, it is a Shabbat of the land. Shabbat Ha'aretz. Explains the Chatam Sofer, that is the reason for the distinction between the two times. Let's take this idea one step further. In a beautiful comment of the Sefer Avni Shon. The Sefer Avni Shon discusses the opinion of Rabbi Yishmael. Rabbi Yishmael, who argued with Rabbi Akiva's understanding of the verse, Becharish Vakatsir Tishpot, understood that the source of Tosefet in all areas is actually Yom the fact that the Torah tells us that Yom Kippur, certain halachot of Yom Kippur apply on the ninth day, which otherwise would be known as the day before Yom Kippur, tells us the one extends Kiddusha. Ask the Avnei Shon, why should that be the source? Why does Rabbi Shmuel learn from Yom Kippur? And he explains as follows. Essentially, as we noted earlier, Shabbat should not be a time where one can have Tosefet. How could one add to the Kedusha of Shabbat? Kedusha of Shabbat is rooted in time, it's the seventh day, it's Kfiyah V'kayim. However, Yom Kippur is a day that we create. It's a day of Nekadi Shisrael Vazmanim. We create the day of Yom Kippur through the Jewish calendar. Yom Kippur is a day which recognizes that what one achieves on Yom Kippur is based upon Itaruta Dilatata. A person has to awaken from below. He has to go and want to transform his life. He has to want tshuva. Yom Kippur, a person can extend the Kedusha. Can a person extend the Kedusha of Shabbat? At first glance, no. And therefore, says the Avnei Shom, the Apostle continues, May Erev al Erev tishpitu Shabbat chen. That this idea of itaruta dilatata, of searching for spirituality, of wanting to change for the better, of wanting to bring control of Kedusha into your life, should apply not only on Yom Kippur, but should apply during Shabbat as well. Tishbetu Shabbat Chen. Every element of Shabbat that you have, you should be Mosif Bo Kedusha. Says Zavni Shom, once we understand that you can increase Kedusha when it comes to Yom Kippur, we can apply that principle in every aspect of our life. I would like to conclude with a thought regarding Shvid as well. The Charish Uvekatir Tishbot is the source of Rabbi Akiva. Maybe Rabbi Akiva, similar to Avni Shoham's understanding of Rabbi Yishmael, says a very similar idea. Shemitah, the extension of Shemitah, the extension of Shabbat Aretz, our understanding of Kedushat Makom, the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, and our understanding of the Kedusha of time, the Kedusha of Shabbat, can be extended. And we use Shemitah as the model, that if we actually want to be connected to Kedusha, we have to focus on the elements of Kedusha and Shemitah, the focus on the elements of Kedusha in Eretz Yisrael, and use that as the guiding light to apply Kedusha to all aspects of our existence. Tosefet teaches us that we strive for Kedusha, that we want to 
apply it early, how much we love the mitzvot of HaKadosh Baruch Tosefet at the same time, as the B'nai Yisachar says, allows us to actually be a part of the creation of the Kedusha. La'asot et ha-Shabbat. La'asot et Shabbat ha'art. With this in mind, in next lesson, we will understand how to actually take that Kedusha. How to make the sixth year actually part of the seventh year. How to prepare in a way where the, our longing for Kedusha can actually be reached.